welcome to the 62nd episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, amongst other things, uh, video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight uh, by two of my co-hosts, Alex Lane and Sarah. How are you ladies doing tonight? Good. Not too bad. <laughs> Yay. Yay, indeed. This um, is episode 62. Just, just to give you a little uh, background in case you were wondering where episode 61 went. Uh, episode 61, we actually recorded three times. Your <laughs> um, internet and someone else's internet went out in the middle of yeah, one, it, the first one. It truly one. just seemed to be jinxed yeah uh so we never actually got the entire thing recorded um so we could never put the entire thing up so we just pretended it didn't exist it existed we uh totally skipped it and we went from episode 60 to episode 62 it's haunted because 61 is clearly haunted mm-hmm. and we don't have to deal with that anymore right. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and get started and we're gonna do um our usual, we'll start with our usual, what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're doing. Hey, we got to introduce ourselves. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, take that. Sarah, I you go. It's already starting. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm Sarah. I am a undergraduate at Purdue University studying professional writing and creative writing. Um, I really love games, and I hope to be a writer slash narrative designer uh, in the gaming industry when I graduate, which will be soon, so self-promotion. You gotta learn some programming, you know that. Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a game uh, developer group on campus I learned over the summer. Well, there's a whole, like, games design studio thing in the serious games department. Yeah, and so I contacted them just recently, so... Yeah, there's some uh, folks over in CGT. Um, What you want want to do is check out the folks over in CGT and learn some Unity, man. So you can just love the vibe. Good idea. Mm. Good idea. Um, Well, I'm Alex Lane. I am a PhD candidate at Purdue University in West Lafayette. And I study video games and the video game industry, looking at particularly gender issues that happen there. Although I imagine by episode 62 and after hundreds of blog posts, you get it. You know. You know what we're all about, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You will hear me pop in and out because I did the very stupid thing this evening of allowing my child to watch The Wizard of Oz, who is now afraid to go to bed. <laughs> you might also hear me pop in and out because I have a really delicious sandwich next to me and I haven't eaten in like four days. So why is it eaten in four days? I'm just uh, I'm, I'm I'm exaggerating. It is a <laughs> turkey turkey sub with pickles, lettuce, jalapenos. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Is she scared right. because of the flying monkeys? Is it the flying just monkeys? A lots of things in general. Even before we got there. You, you should show her Wizard of Oz 2. That one's way scarier. Thanks. Thanks. I'll, I'll absolutely do that. <laughs> I own it. I can lend it to you. No, I'm going to pass. Thank you. The first time I ever babysat my nieces, first and last time, I taught them about the boogeyman. 
Oh, yeah. I, mm. Apparently, you're not supposed to do that, because when the parents got home, they were still awake in their beds, like, crying. I don't know. What? How else do you get kids to listen to you? You tell them there's a boogeyman, and they're like, what's boogeyman? <laughs> Anywho. Apparently, okay, so, ladies, what you playing? Um, I'll go. Uh, I played a lot of Don't Starve. I think I'm getting up around 50 hours of that game. I have a problem. Um, I found out a couple new tricks in it, if anybody is interested. Um, I think I might have said... Well, I, it doesn't matter, because we didn't uh, broadcast the one from last week. I should have added all my games in there from now, from then. Um, did we ever Did we ever publish the one where I did Lucius? No, um, that was the that was the Devil Child one, right? Yeah, that was the Devil yeah, Child one. Yeah, that was the that was M sixty one. Look, you jinxed it. It was the evil one. Oh, you're you right. Jinxed, it was you jinxed it from the get go. Um. Um. Shoot. Okay. Well, I played Lucius, uh, as well. Don't starve. New tips. Um, the trick is drying racks. You need to make more drying racks. Okay. That is what the game is all about. That will keep you alive because it restores sanity and health and hunger. So drying racks, guys. Set up shop next to some rabbit holes, some... Or some frog pond. You need to be near um, some yaks or whatever they're called, beefalo, so that you can let the monsters, uh, lead the monsters to them when they start coming at you, the uh, devil dogs or whatever they are. Anyway, so Lucius uh, was another game I played. It's an indie game. It was my indie game of episode 61. Uh, within the first few, you're a little kid. Within the first few seconds, you murder someone. That's how they bring you through the tutorial. It is a creepy, creepy game. Um, I, I often don't play games with any sound, like because I'm, I'm sitting around people or something like that, and maybe I don't want them to know I'm gaming or whatever, pretending I'm working. So I don't usually have sound on, but uh, uh, this has really good sound, so you definitely want to check that out. Um, I played the Bureau XCOM Declassified, which I wrote a Power Hour review on, so you know my feelings. If anybody wants to buy it, I'll sell it at a discounted price. <laughs> Only has a time on it. Um, I played To the Moon, which was going to be my indie game this week. And then um, I played some more Night of the Rabbit, got a little further in it, and I'm digging it. So that's what I played. That's pretty awesome. What about you, Sarah? Um, I, yeah, classes started... Uh, just recently, so I've been really in full swing with classes, but I continue to play uh, Crossing New Leaf. My town is finally a perfect town, uh, so that's always exciting. Um, I've also kept playing uh, Tales of Zillia, and then um, have been playing a game called Asylum. It's also an indie game. Um, they haven't released it yet. I hope to review it later when it gets released. There's not a specific release date yet, but they released a sort of interactive teaser trailer. So you kind of get a couple of scenes and puzzles of the game. So I've been playing that and it's pretty interesting and it seems pretty story driven. Um, so we'll see where that goes and I hope to review it later when they actually have a release date for it. Cool. Okay, well, I guess I will go. Uh, I uh, have also been playing Animal Crossing New Leaf, still. 
Do you have a perfect town? I do have a perfect town. Um, I've had a perfect town for a while, and I had almost gotten my golden watering can or whatever I'm supposed to get for the perfect town. Uh, And then I I play with other people. So what we do is um, we open our towns late at night, but we put all all the extra stuff that we don't want in front of our um, train station so people can just come pillage through and take whatever they want so that we don't get stuck with all this stuff. But at the same time, we don't sell it for like three bells. And mm-hmm. I went to bed one night and left all the stuff in front of my train station. And the game ran it as trash, and I lost my perfect town status. Oh, so no. I had to start all over again, because you have to have a perfect town for like 16 days before you get your golden watering can. can. So uh. I think I'm probably up to 8 or 10 days now. Um, So soon I will have a perfect town again. I mean, uh, I'll soon I'll have my golden watering can. Um. And one thing I did, I had so much stuff, um, and my house is as big as it can possibly get. So I had to set a theme for my house. Um, but then I had all this cool stuff in my house that didn't fit my theme. So what I did is I started a new save file, um, and built a new, a new house with an alt in my town, um, so that I can put all my more fun stuff in that house as that alt. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I think that you can also put it in like the rooms in the museum. Yeah, right? they're full. On the second floor. Yeah, those oh, are they're full, full already. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of junk. Uh, yeah. So, I, I'm a I, I I'm a collector. So when I start collecting stuff, that stuff I have to have the full set. Um, mm. and you know a full set of anything, which is really stupid. As big as they're they let you make your rooms, a full set of anything really doesn't fit in one room without looking no, junky. No, it doesn't. No. It doesn't. So, yeah. So, yeah, my, um, all my museum rooms are full. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I had no choice but to create another house. And I'll do another and another and another until I, no. At some point, I will stop playing this game is what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. So, Animal Crossing, yes. Um, I also have been playing, um, the Bureau XCOM Declassified. And um, as Alex said, you you read, you might have read her Power Hour review, but you also might have read the comments afterwards. She didn't like it. I actually did like it. For me, it's a lot like um, L.A. Noir meets XCOM. Um, and kind of like I said on the blog, I think that maybe the reason that I like it more than she does is that I didn't spend a lot of time playing XCOM. Um, I play XCOM and bits. I spent and a lot of time playing XCOM. Well, see, because I play, I play it on um, the iPad, so I only play it in in small bits. So, uh-huh. yeah, see, so I don't, I didn't, I never, I never put as many hours in as you did, and never had that same kind of. It didn't even feel like the same kind of game. XCOM felt like more like an iPad game to me than it did a console game. So the bureau made perfect sense to me because it was like L.A. Noir meets XCOM, and it was good. Um, and, you know, I'm a run and gun type of gamer, so the frenetic pace was, was, didn't bother me at all. So, um, okay. So, um, the other stuff that I've been playing, if you saw my power hour review this week, um, uh, Disney infinity, we finally got when it came out after a two month delay, uh, Skylanders at eight, <laughs> Um, it's, it's crazy. You know, I thought it would be kind of more narrative based where it was like this interactive narrative, blah, blah, blah. 
It's not. It just drops you in a scene and gives you all these quests. And they're not even good quests. It's like, hey, when oh, if, you go with, if you go into the Monsters University quest, it's like you go in as whatever character. You go in as Sully because that, you know, that's the one you get in your starter pack. It's like, oh, look, the guys from, you know, Fright You or whatever the heck the their like rival school is, have come and kind of tagged our school. So go and scare the guys that are trying to, you know, like tag our buildings and blah, blah, blah. So you have to sneak up on them and scream at them um, over and over again. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, and stuff like that. But then you get to like buy little power-ups and extra little toys. Like, oh, now you can buy a bicycle to ride around and scare them. Uh, it's crazy. And then there are these things that I saw with, and I got really excited because there was like this f- big floating discus thing in the middle of the, in like in the middle of the town square or whatever. And it was like, and you go over to it and it's like, you know, stand here to play the movie. And I'm like, okay, here's what I've been looking for. I just had to unlock this, right? No, it's a commercial. I kid you not. It's a commercial. Like, the, they have embedded commercials throughout all. It's of like these. the be sure to drink your Ovaltine from a Christmas story. Exactly. They have embedded these commercials throughout all these levels, and it's not just the Monsters U, but it's also the Incredibles, and it's also the Pirates of the Caribbean. They have embedded these commercials like to unlock more great characters and more scenes. Go to your local toy store now and buy the Sidekick Pack. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I paid for commercials. (laughs) So I was like, I just paid $80 for really bad imitation of Skylanders and commercials. So I'm not very happy with that. So now that if somebody wants to buy at a discounted price, see me. I'll even throw in the the sidekick and the extra power coins I got for free. (laughs) Um... And the last thing that I have been playing is uh, Knit Underground. That's K-N-Y-T-T Underground um, on the um, Vita. Uh, It's a little indie platformer. um, And you play a, a, a female character who has seemingly lost her memory. Um, so she's going along her way and trying to figure out who she is and and all this other great stuff. And you, she has a sister who kind of helps her at one point along the way. Um, and she meets all of these people and she has, they, they give her these quests or she'll meet somebody and say, you, you know, they'll say, well, you owe me money, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Oh, that, they must think I'm my sister, but she doesn't know who she is. Right. So you're playing along, um, as this amnesiac, <laughs> who is trying to discover who she is and it's a it's a platformer but it's also a puzzle based platformer um and the puzzles are really good um and it's absolutely beautiful um so and it was it was free on playstation plus so um if you've got playstation plus it's definitely one to download it's uh, you can play it on the vita or the ps3 I hear children in the background. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was children <laughs> in the background. I'm sorry. Um, so that's what I'm playing. Um, well, guys, what you reading, what you drinking? <clears throat> um, let's see. I don't think I've been reading. I was reading last time we recorded it, but now I don't remember what it was. 
Um, yeah, I wasn't. I don't remember. I don't think I'm reading anything. Sarah? I don't think I'm reading anything either. I feel like I'm never reading anything. Well, the thing is, like, I'm reading plenty of things. They're not game-related. Yeah, same here. So, um, nothing that would be super interesting to folks, I don't think. Reading my dissertation over again while making corrections. Reading articles about tech writing. That's about it. <laughs> I've been reading cognitive science-y stuff on learning processes. Now, what you uh, what did you need that stat for today, by the way? What are you working on? I just wanted to... Um, okay, so <laughs> I needed a stat today because uh, um, I couldn't find the article because I was on the move all day, so I wasn't sitting still. I was actually standing in Starbucks when I sent you that message. Mm -hmm. um, uh, somehow, the, the our university news service person... Uh, based on whatever our um, areas of expertise are, if the newspapers contact them, like our local newspaper or national newspapers or the news or the regular TV news or whatever, contact them and say, okay, here's what our story is. We need somebody to talk about it. They contact us and then they send us to the news station or they send us out, they send them out to us or they call us or whatever. Um, so apparently this woman... Um, was doing an article on um, women in geek culture. Um, and and it was odd because it sounded like she was doing this feel-good piece about how great, you know, it was for women in geek culture. So um, I was like, why is she sending her to me? Because this woman knows me. She knows what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm not going to give this woman the story she wants. Right. <laughs> um so I'm pretty sure that I didn't give her the story she wanted because she was like, you know, well, some people say they feel freedom. And I'm like, free to do what? To get raped and sexually harassed? I mean, you know what I think is funny in geek culture? When you make fun of rape and sexual <laughs> harassment and then don't take it even seriously, but still don't let women participate in it. Yeah, That's so. Fun. I'm pretty sure that when I was done with her, she was like, why did I call this woman? And it'll be interesting to see if I even end up in her story or how I changed her story because she, she thought she was writing a happy-go-lucky, feel-good piece. Um, so she may not even <laughs> use any of what she got I, me. I'm sorry, but like, you have to be a... You have to be... I was going to say something really mean. You have to be blind or something or totally oblivious to what you're writing about if you really think that you can write a feel-good piece about gamer culture at like a university you know where people study it. If, if she knew anything about geek culture, I'd be surprised. So why did I, she do that story? I, I think it was just assigned to her. It was probably because oh. Gen Con and, you know, because Gen, Gen Con was just here and because of, you know, like PAX and all this other stuff, somebody was like, hey, why don't you, maybe the guy who, do, who usually does the games um, column is like out sick this week or something and they're yeah. like you're a woman why don't you write about women in geek culture um yeah because i she she sounded like she didn't know what was going on um if she did she played she she did a good job of pretending she didn't um but she was she was she was nice enough uh, i'm i'm gonna be interested to see what what she, what she comes up with so um usually those kinds of pieces those kinds of you know feel good pieces that are, you know, about community based stuff come out in the Fridays 
issue of the paper, and I don't buy the local paper. Is it for the JC? Yeah. So, um... We'll, we'll be see. online too, you think? Or do they do online as well? Or You know what? They do usually. So I'm going to check tomorrow. Actually, when I go to Starbucks, I'll just pick up one and read it <laughs> to see if it's in there tomorrow. But I, I imagine it's probably going to be in the Friday because they usually put it in the, you know, the Friday fun TGIF section or whatever. Um, yeah, because uh, she, was, she wasn't ready for me. That's uh, <laughs> okay. pretty so. good. Uh, we'll see how that is. Um, so, oh, we were doing what you're reading. So th- that's what, you know, I've been talking about. But um, what I've been reading is cognitive science stuff because I'm still working on my sabbatical project. Um, drinking. That's always fun. What you drinking, ladies? Can you guess? There's ice. There's a glass. I'm guessing scotch. Scotch, 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 scotch. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on this new diet, so uh, it's with my it's with my whole family. They're all doing it. So the deal is, you get points, right? So of course, if there's points and you can win something, I'm in, right? Furthermore, Mike <laughs> gamifying who, the diet, gamifying it, and furthermore, Mike, who never joins any of this stuff with me, joined because I was taunting him about he just wasn't joining because he didn't he knew I would beat him, right? <laughs> so he joins and we get going. Uh, this was a few days ago. And we decide that if I win, if I beat him in the contest, I get a new puppy. Oh. Are you kidding me? And if he wins, he doesn't get anything. He's that's... that sure he's going to win. Oh, that's pretty big stakes. Very big stakes. I've got, like, it picked out. I've got names, like, on a list. Like, oh, God, I'm ready. Because I don't fuck around. I do not lose contests. I win them. Or I quit them because they're not fair. Not when it comes to puppies, especially. What's that? I got one you can have. No, no, thank you. I'm gonna get a Kane Corso, and I'm gonna teach it to rip people's throats out. <laughs> That's my goal in life. If you haven't see, ever seen a Kane Corso, Google it. I have it's to amazing. Google it. Yeah, it's K A N E space Corso with a C. It's really they're really great dogs, and they're gonna be my pr- protectors because now that Harley is gone, I have no protector because Biggles is just a giant pile of ham that just snuggles with anything that comes within 20 feet of him. So. Yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. So anyway, so like no joke, very serious. So here's the deal. So you get a point for each 30 minutes of exercise you get, right? Up to two points, uh, up to two points a day, 14 points a week is your max that you can do. And then you get a point if you eat healthy that day. But here's the trap is you lose your point for that day for eating if you have any alcohol whatsoever. Oh. Bullshit, right? Anyway, I lost my point for today for that um, but then at the end of the week you do your weight loss percentage and then you get ranked based on how you and everybody else did and then you get points allotted based on your percentage so oh it's then, a mastiff yeah yeah they're they're big oh it's beautiful right if there, there's a picture of one on google images of in the snow that's like my favorite picture of any dog ever aren't they gorgeous oh. Yes, they are. He looks I want to get like a, a protector. He, yeah, they're they're super protectors, and there's a rescue in Indiana actually, so we might get a rescue one, which would be good. Oh, that'd be our, awesome. Our last one, Biggles, wasn't a rescue, so. So anywho, I'm in this contest, and I am taking it very seriously. So I have not drank, but I had to drink for the podcast because I know how Sam gets when she has to drink alone. Oh, then you gonna be mad, Sarah? What you drinking? Oh no. <laughs> 
I even brought the bottle of scotch in here. It's sitting in my lap right now. I have a bottle of scotch in my lap for you. For you, Sam. <laughs> for the puppy. She sacrificed the puppy. It's all for point. me. I did. I, I could have gotten an extra point. That's okay. Mike hasn't stopped drinking yet, so he's still, like, two points behind me. All right, Sarah, <laughs> talk about your drink slow. Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to drink because we are we are very poor right now. Poor college students. Saving money. And um, it's funny because my fiance is on like a... Uh, he's doing like a eating study sort of thing. So they've like given him a diet and like he can't have any alcohol at all and he has to follow specifically what they give him. Cake, that would be annoying. <laughs> what? I said, I hope he's getting paid well, because that would be annoying. Oh, yeah. It's like $60 a week, I guess, so it's pretty good. Not for a study, anyway. I suppose. Um, and they give him all the food, so oh, they provide the food. It's no puppy, but... No, it's no puppy. Right. I wish I was doing that for a puppy. I know, I couldn't believe it. That's a pretty bold bold uh, challenge he's he so convinced that he's gonna beat me that he bet that I'm shocked because I don't mess around I'm especially when there's a, anything on the uh, on the table oh. like well and there's winning. hundreds of dollars too I mean hundreds of dollars and a puppy that's what you get if you win like everybody donated or a bu- bunch of people donated different amounts of money I didn't donate anything that's <laughs> funny so there's a lot of money and puppy at stake. I can use the money to buy a puppy. Oh, there we go. Is it my turn? Yes. Well, um, so last week I had a kindergarten plague that came home. Um, and I had just started to feel better than yesterday. I started to feel just kind of generally crappy. Um, and today I wasn't feeling very well either. Even kind of to the point of kind of having a sore throat sinusy kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> and I've been wondering if I was going to lose my voice. So I'm not drinking any of the alcohols, any of the 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 the, the, de- the devil's water. I am uh, <laughs> instead drinking uh, Mountain Dew. I can't believe you're not drinking. I'm not. I, I you know I was gonna. I really was. Um, cause I, I went out, um, Saturday. I, I mean, I actually went out Saturday night and, uh, you went out on a Saturday night and like bought drinking? alcohol. No, and bought alcohol. Oh. Um, because I knew that, you know, there was going to be Sunday and then Monday, which was a holiday that there was no alcohol sales. Um, so I went out and I bought, cause I was out of, uh, Firefly. You know, that's that's blasphemous in my house. Um, so I went out and bought Firefly and I bought um I also like, you know, I like my blueberry lemonades. I also bought a bottle of raspberry pucker. I didn't buy the um raspberry smirnoff, which is what I usually get a blueberry smirnoff. I know it's cheap, but we you know, deal with it. And um <laughs> uh but I bought raspberry pucker because the girl at the liquor store was like, No, this one's better and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna try this. Um, so I had raspberry lemonades over the weekend, um, and I was going to go make a drink, but I was like, you know, if I'm coming down with something, last thing I need to do is like lower my immunity even more with alcohol. So no, not drinking. 
I apologize, Alex Lane. I'm I'm glad that you're taking responsibility for your actions. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Alex. I have faith that you you will push through this and get that puppy. I, I feel like thank you. That, that's very good determination. I think so too. And despite all my drinking tonight, I'm gonna pull it together. I'm gonna do it. Well, the thing is that you do it, and then, like, it doesn't matter how much alcohol you have, you still only lose one point, right? So you might as well... Exactly. So you need to go a little crazy. You might as well have a lot. <laughs> but the, but since you still weigh in at the end of the week, you don't want to, like, you know, eat a bunch of pizza and drink. Or yeah. you do, maybe. I do. But that's okay. <laughs> I want the puppy more. <sighs> Puppies. Puppy Puppies. over food, I would say. Yeah, that seems fair. That seems fair. All right. Yeah. Moving on. News. I'll tell you in 90 days if I get the puppy. How about that? Okay. <laughs> How about the news? What you got? Oh, for I guess I should do some uh, news since I posted the news, huh? Absolutely. Um, let's see here. I posted news because Nicole is MIA. Um, so first... This thing is driving me crazy. You guys got to tell me. I don't really, I don't really get it. PlayStation Four will support four controllers. Okay, I have seen this news everywhere. I got an emergency alert on my phone when they announced it. What the hell? Why is that big news? <laughs> Who cares? Didn't they say that like Xbox was gonna support eight controllers yeah, or something? Yes, yeah, exactly. Eight controllers. Yeah. Eight controllers up to thirty feet up to thirty feet away from the console. <laughs> And so PlayStation 4 was, why is that big news? I didn't get the news about the Xbox One. That's weird. Isn't I think that so A controllers is more of a news. <laughs> well, certainly. Like, that's why I was like, and it would be like, and it will be made of plastic and metal. Like, okay, thank you. Like, what? Is Can anyone explain to me why it's big news? Did they think maybe that it was only going to support two? And and, it's, and here's another question. Is it four, four controllers plus the Vita or just... Three controllers and a Vita. Well, that I don't know. They haven't announced that. That's why I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, well, I don't know, but I was, like, confused and annoyed, and I didn't understand. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this story, but it popped up a couple different places. Uh, for me, Grand Theft Auto um, is using real gang members to record their voiceover acting for their new game. For Grand Theft Auto 5, right? 5. Huh. What's up with that? Isn't that weird? That's a little weird. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? It seems like they can make all sorts of claims about like not glorifying these types of things. Um, because it's a fantasy a game cream. and this and that. But when you're using real gang members, you, aren't, isn't that kind of crossing the line of glorifying real gang violence? They, I guess yeah. they think it gives them street cred. You're like, <laughs> I guess, but gang members are... Probably out oh, like doing gang things, not playing Grand Theft Auto. I guess I don't. My only game not gang knowledge comes from TV, so maybe I'm wrong. But well, they I don't know. have lives too, Alex Lane. They don't live Do you, in the streets. I don't know if like maybe this is just me, but I wouldn't want people to be playing the game and be like, I recognize that voice, and then be like, Oh my gosh, this person must be a gang member. Well, I imagine if you're a gang member, people know you're a gang member. Yeah. I don't know if, like, secrecy... It's, it's not, not like, mob. <laughs> right. 
I don't know. I think that's just weird. It seems exploiting, exploitationary, and uh, and weird. I don't know. Something feels off about it to me. It, it is pretty. It's pretty exploitationary. Well, yes, it's, def- <laughs> it's, dex- it's definitely exploitative, but it's also pretty irresponsible. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, like you said, I think it does kind of glorify, you know, does kind of glorify, um, the real violence. Yeah. Plus, like, I mean, people, it kind of get, makes it seem like voice acting is also an easy thing, and it's really not an easy thing. So, you know. Yeah, we do our podcasts, and we're just our own voices, and that's hard enough. Questionable professionalism, also. I want you to know that, hey, this is not my real voice. (laughs) (laughs) I thought about getting one of those when I was deep into WoW. Uh, One of those voice changers? Yeah. You know, I did too way back in the day when I was was playing Mm -hmm. WoW. What ended up happening with me was, like, I made a couple, like, good friends. And then so when we were in chats and stuff, I just never talked. You know, if you're in, like, the big raids, like, the 10-man raids or whatever. Like, oh, no, this person doesn't have a mic. Then they would cover for me. <laughs> and then just, like, tell me secretly what was what I need to be doing. Aww. Well, like, it's just so much drama to deal with, you know? Oh, and I maybe know. nothing would have happened. Maybe it would have been fine. But usually it's not fine. No, yeah. no, no, no. And not. then if you fuck up, it's like a reflection on all women, not just like you, not like just you making a mistake, right? Right. So. Yeah, because you know, it's like it's like anything else. You know, if if boys are bad at something, then that boy is bad at something. If a girl is bad at something, then all women are bad at it. Yeah, it's like that math that math cartoon. Yep. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, you're bad at math. And then the girl messes up too. Oh, all women are bad at math. Yep. So, anywho. I don't know how we got on that. Uh, uh, UFC? I think this is a really interesting move. I'm very excited about this. UFC will now have female fighters as of their next iteration of their game. Playable, NPC, the whole works. Female fighters. Straight up. And I looked at their, like, images and stuff. And they're wearing regular UFC outfits. Well, they got real UFC, um... Women. Yeah. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. I love it. There's real U.S. female soldiers, too, but there's never women in soldier games, you know? Well, now Call of Duty is going to have female soldiers in multiplayer. I did see that, I didn't see that. Yep. In multiplayer, you will be able to to play a woman. That's good. But only in multiplayer. Not in the campaign. Which, you know, I think is... It's it's a step forward, but I don't play multiplayer. But you can have... You can make the argument that you're playing a specific character, not like a just general blank slate in the campaign, so they would need to keep it like a specific identity. I think it's bullshit, but, <laughs> you know, at least it's a step. Yeah, for sure. That's so cool. I, I, I still won't get to play a woman. Is that the Ghost? Call of Duty Ghost? Yeah, I still won't get to play a woman in Call of Duty Ghost. Because I don't play multiplayer. multiplayer at some point. I don't play multiplayer. You can play I multiplayer, like but not online. Because I like to talk. <laughs> you know, I, I'm yeah. a smack talker when I play. 
Do what you gotta pack it up, yo. Yes, to do. <laughs> Bullets. Okay, anyway. Uh, so, I thought that was exciting. But I'm more excited about the Call of Duty having women. So, check that back. I, oh, God. I can just imagine, like, the different perks and stuff that they would do for specifically female characters. I hope they don't do any of that. That could get horrible. <laughs> People, like, complain that smaller, that they're going to be harder to hit. I've seen people complaining about that. Oh, gosh. Well, That's crazy. Life. Um, okay, so then this is, I'm interested in what you guys think about this. So uh, Diablo 3 D3 is coming out for the Xbox, um, and the PS3, but no one cares about that. So Diablo 3 is coming out for the Xbox. Um, what do you guys think about that? What's your reaction? Because I've had, a, I've had a, a question already today from somebody asking my opinion on it. What do you guys think? We played a little D3, you and I, Sam. Yeah. I couldn't... It, it was not as good as, as Diablo 2 for me. Yeah. So I never um, really got into it on the on the PC. Um, yeah. I mean, I hear that it's like the shiznit on uh, the consoles. But I'm not... They're not getting another $60 out of me. Did you buy the game before? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, I never bought it. I just played the... Dang it, we should have traded that for my stupid XCOM game. Sarah, did you ever play any of them? No, I haven't played any of them. And uh, I, it was funny because I was actually, they've been playing that commercial for it. I don't know if you've seen it mm-hmm. where, like, it's, like, the guy comes off the clothing all over the stairs. Yeah. And he's all suspicious. And yeah. he goes up. And he, and they're like dressed. The girls are all dressed in like the costumes, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, come on, we'll make it for them." And I was like, "Classy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because like those commercials, like, "Yeah, you're including women." <laughs> I know. I was kind of conflicted because it was like, oh, "Okay, well, they're they're playing, and they're like cosplaying." Yeah, they're but not then like it was but then it was kind of like, uh... <laughs> it has to have a sexual tone, right? If you're gonna yeah. And that, that's a thing, too. Like, we've talked about that plenty of times on the podcast. Like, it's not black and white, right? Like, Lara Croft, awesome, in 97. You look back now, it's very problematic. But, like, it was a moment. It was important. It's a good step. Like the UFC fighters, like the Call of Duty multiplayer women, female fighters. Like, important step good but it's not it's not going to be black and white it's not going to be like yes now we're not sexist anymore now games aren't good you know like it's still going to be there's still issues it's never going to it's not perfect it probably will never be perfect otherwise we're out of jobs i guess be like oh god equality happened done now we're just like we're post-racial now we're post-sexist now we're (laughs) post-sexist right so so anyway so um I, I felt similar reaction to that commercial. At least we're included. And maybe next year we'll, we won't need to be sexualized in order to be included. Yeah. Pipe dream. Did you say uh, next year? <laughs> yeah. I well, You're I think so I'm going to change funny. the world when I get a job and become a professor. So. You're so funny. Or maybe I'll just be distracted by my puppy. Anyway, so I'm super excited about um, D3 for the Xbox. I didn't dig it on the PC, but mostly because, like, I'm a, I'm, I'm really a PC gamer for specific games. Uh, 
games. But I like playing on the console when I can. It's more inclusionary. I like playing with my friends on the Xbox. It's fun. It's, I don't know. It seems like when I'm playing, when I play like WoW or something with my friends online, everyone's at their own houses. I'm like sitting there just like zoned into my little screen, right? And, I, and if I have my, my big TV, I feel like I'm, I don't know, doing something more collaborative. So I'm, I'm really excited. I, if I can get a couple people to buy it, with me, then I'm definitely going to get it and play. I think it'd be fun. Oh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of folks who buy it. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe I'll, I'll trade my XCOM to somebody. Or, but anyway, I'm going to get it. I think. I'm excited. Cool beans. The thing I've heard about it, though, is that the controls are a little clunky, and there's like lots of menus you have to go through. Um, but that it's not so bad if you didn't play the PC version. But if you play the PC version, the irritation going from the keyboard where everything is like really intuitive to the control. However, I've also read that the amount of loot you get in the PC game is atrocious, right? Like it's so hard to get loot. It's really hard to get any sort of good items, um, but that they way ramped up the amount of loot you get in the Xbox game, which I think was really smart, because then on one hand, you have PC gamers who are used to getting no loot and then are frustrated with controllers, but will be satisfied with the amount of loot they get, so it, like, offsets, you know? Like, they'll be really happy because they're getting so much loot, even if the controller is annoying. And then the people who've never played before, they'll just learn the controller way and they won't ever be frustrated, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I'm sorry. We can keep going. Oh, God, my thing is next, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm talking so much. This is horrible. My throat hurts. Drink scotch. <laughs> okay. So my indie game of the week is To the Moon by Freebird Games. It was released in 2011. Fall 2011. It just came to Steam about a year ago. Um, here is my favorite part about this game. I have no memory buying it. I don't know when I bought it. I don't know how I bought it. I it, I didn't even know that it was in my Steam library. And I know some people have hundreds and hundreds of games and they lose track, but I keep pretty close track. I didn't even know it was in my library until Adam Strantz commented on it that I had bought it. And he was like, yay, good for you. I was like, what? I didn't buy this. Like, what? What is happening? You remember I did a post on that game. <laughs> to the moon? Mm-hmm. Oh! Did you buy it then? Oh, it's all coming back to me. Also, I drunk bought a pair of sheets last week for myself. <laughs> and, and a bunch of uh, plug-in uh, strips. Like, anyway. <laughs> I need the breathalyzer on my Amazon account. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> I know, I have such a problem. Anywho, you're right. Shit. I totally forgot about that. What did you think of To the Moon, Sam? It was definitely (laughs) one of those um, heart-wrenching games. That's what it was, you know, meant to to be. Yeah. Um, It's like, here, let's get you in the feels. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I won't, you know, steal your thunder. Talk about it. Well, um, I'm, 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 maybe I didn't even play as much as you did, but uh, it's a point-and-click adventure game-ish. 
Um, it's, I think it's more of a story than a game. You basically are just clicking through dialogue most of the time and then once in a while, like running around doing, picking X up or Y up to hear more of the story. Um, the, the basic premise is you have these doctors who can hook people up to a machine to replace their memories with new memories. Um, and it only works with people really near death because if you wake up after having this treatment, your memories will conflict with the new memories they planted in you, and then you'll like go crazy. No, you die. Or die. Oh, yeah. okay. You die. Yeah, that's 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 the hook. Is that um, you know they ha- they do they only do it with people who are on de- on their deathbed. On because, their deathbed. Right. Yeah, because you can't survive it. Right. That's right. So. Um, your last moments are your happiest moments, and you're basically you go back. Um, the first the guy you meet um, wants to go to the moon, and you don't know why or whatever. But it's this again heart wrenching story, like Sam said. Um, and the idea is you rewrite one moment in these people's lives, and their whole lives get rewritten. Then, um, so theoretically, it's kind of old, sad, alone people. And they get to make one decision that would have changed their whole lives. And then they, it gets played out in their memories. Um, and so they die thinking they've lived these wonderful lives. So um, uh, it's not, it's the, the story I know sounds amazing. It's not my kind of game at all. Um, the point and click adventure, clicking through the story options. It was sweet. The music was good. It's not my kind of game, but if anybody likes that kind of stuff, like I, when I played it, Sam, the first thing I thought of was you, probably because you recommended it and wrote a review of it, but you were the first person I thought of as like, you would love this type of game. So. I, and I, I, I did, I played the game. I, I played and finished the game. Yeah. It was, it's yeah, it was, it was interesting. Cause you know, for me it was, um, I started to play that game. Um, you, you remember a couple months back I, I lost, um, I lost that's, that's my right. cousin, my grandmother, my my cousin, my father, my grandmother, all within um, a couple of months of each other. That, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I was playing a lot of those, you know, what would you do if you had this thing to relive um, games? And uh, and to the moon was one of the ones that I played to kind of, I guess, kind of work through my grief. Interestingly yeah. enough. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I guess games can do some fucked up stuff. <laughs> um, my uh, my indie game from last time, which I'll just cover super quickly, was Lucius by Shiver Games. Um, it's a psychological horror adventure stealth game. Um, you play as the Antichrist, like seriously, you play as the Antichrist, and you're a six year old boy. Nice. Um, one of the creepiest games I've played in a really long time. Um, I likened it to a few of the games you guys talk about where you're where you actually get kind of scared, right? Like it creeps you out in a way that games certainly don't creep me out, um, like ever. But I, I also usually don't play with the sound on, and that's usually part of the creep factor. And I listened I listened to this one, so it really creeped me out. Um, <laughs> so you, it's gotten Lucius has gotten terrible. Also, I my stepsister named her kid Lucius, so. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know, isn't that sad? I was like, oh no, Lucius, when you're six, you're going to be the Antichrist. I feel like nothing can good can come out of a name like Lucius. So sad. Aww. He's an adorable little child. Uh, okay, so 
received terrible scores in all of the different Metacritics and, and you know, whatever the different reviews are, um, because no one ever knew what to do next, because you have to actually listen to the conversations. And if you don't listen and pick up on it, then there's no way of really knowing. So that was hard for you because you don't listen to nothing. I, well, this is why I played with the sound, right? Like I played with the sound and I was very careful. And um, like the people who were reviewing this, they're talking about like three quarters of the way through the game. And for my indie game of the week, I couldn't play that long. You know, I played a couple hours and, and didn't get that far into it to be able to do that. Um, and uh, so that never bothered me. But I can, I would be very frustrated with that. Like even in Night of the Rabbit, which gives you pretty clear directions, like I found myself several times getting really frustrated because I didn't listen well enough, um, mm-hmm. and couldn't figure out the directions. So I had to look up the walkthrough. But um, so let's see. So there's also complaints that the cutscenes are jagged. Um, or no, that was my complaint. The cutscenes are really jagged. Like it's like it's choppy. Hmm. And I play on my two million dollar Alienware that have has no trouble with any graphics and certainly shouldn't have trouble with like a black and white or black and white and red indie game cutscene. Um, and it was just totally jagged. So that was kind of annoying. But indie games done. Cool. Yeah. Now see this is where this is where the podcast is gonna go dead or stop recording or something. Um because <laughs> Because once again, we're going to try to talk about our issue of the week. Um, and we kind of, our issue that we're going to talk about this week is um, a continuation of the awesome post that Sarah wrote a couple of weeks ago where she talked about female objectification versus uh, male idealization um, and kind of how those things play out um, in. What we want to talk about is not not only cosplay, but also games um, and how this might be in, indicative of a larger problem um, in the gaming community. And, I, and when we first started talking about this a couple weeks ago when we were going to do this podcast, we were um, thinking about it specifically in terms of the um, Jennifer Hepler um leaving Bioware and the death threats that she had received, not leaving because of the death threats, but those two things separately. Um, and talking about those two things together and talking about them um, as, as you know, being indicative of, large, of a larger issue um, of misogyny and sexism uh, present, in, the, present in, uh, the, in kind of the games community and geek culture. Um, and you know, just so that we can remain timely, um, we've had this very chirotic thing of uh, packs going on this last weekend, um, where our favorite uh, Dick Wolves uh, artist um, came out at PAX uh, this weekend and said if he had to do it all over again, uh, he would never have removed the Dick Wolves merchandise from uh, the Penny Arcade store. Uh, because he thinks it was a mistake. I, uh, I, I, I don't remember being like so mad. And when I was 13, I got really mad and I like literally saw And every time this comes up, like I start getting that feeling in my gut and I like literally, like I start getting some tunnel vision. I'm like so <laughs> mad about it. 
So yeah. anyway, sorry. Could you yeah, use? no. Um, you know, and, and I mean, this is something we've, we've, you know, we talked about when, you know, we talked about when Dick Wolves came out. Um, we talked about when, you know, when that whole thing, you know, kind of blew up. Right. Um, and then, of course, you know, the Internet trolls all over the place. You're like, why won't people let Dick Wolves die? Excuse me. He brought it up. Nobody else did. <laughs> he brought that up all on his own at PAX. Um, and, you know, but this is the same reason that like that I posted that post a couple of weeks ago about kind of putting your money where your mouth is. Right. You know why I wasn't buying the Final Fantasy, you know, why there are certain games that I will not buy um, and why I will never go to PAX. Right. Because, you know, PAX. It kind of encourages rape culture. Right. And 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 by and. There's no kind of encourages sexual assault. Yeah, there's no kind, and it's not a kind of encourages it. Like, like I get it. People think they're good guys, and they've done a ton for the geek community, and they've done all these great things, and still, their shit encourages rape culture. Period. There's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. You can't get around it. Right. I mean, and, and. and you know, it happens at PAX all the time. We hear these, we hear the stories that come out of PAX. We hear the stories that come out of PAX about, um, you know, women being assaulted. Um, you know, there was the woman who was assaulted by one of their enforcers, and then they tried to cover it up. Right? Yeah. Yep. You get you get all of this. I mean, that you know that that comes out, you know, and then, you know, other folks saying, well, you know, that happened at PAX, but it wasn't us. It was someone else. It happened at PAX because you know why you make people think that shit's okay. No, if ands or buts about that. Yeah. Cause it's funny, right? You know, it's funny. It's okay to poke fun. At. We're not, if you're offended, by it, you're just being too sensitive. It doesn't really happen here. Right. You know, and if you're offended by it, don't read it. If you're offended, but it's not, it's not just a question of not being able or, or being able to not read it. Right. Because it doesn't stop at reading it. It changes the community that you are a part of. It endangers you as a woman and that they don't understand. And the thing is that, um, I, it's weird because this is also an issue like for some reason, the directors getting involved with, like, sexual assault and charges and stuff, like, uh, that's happened a lot in certain anime cons. Like, I know mm-hmm. the, um, the co-founder of Dragon Con was arrested uh, in, like, a sexual assault or sex abuse or something charge. Theoretically, he's been fired. Uh, yeah. 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 And so that there's been there's been a whole lot of issue with that. And then I know that um, even when I went to a con, uh, there was a friend of mine. It was my first time going to a con. I was like 13, something like that. And I had been told uh, that there was this one guy who uh, he did a couple of panels and stuff. And that he was one of those sketchy guys and he was going to try and like flirt with you he didn't really care about age boundaries and that sort of thing it's just like i don't know what is it about cons and draws that sort of thing out you have to constantly be on your guard and and it's not it, it, the thing is what is it about cons the thing about cons is that they 
the people in charge don't think it's an issue and don't put policies in place. They don't set an example when they fuck up, which is fine because everyone fucks up. They don't own it. They keep it going and make it part of the culture, right? Like, like a lot of like a lot of these companies, they start as two buddies in someone's garage. Like, I get it. You get big. All of a sudden, people love your crap. You're part of this community, and you've never thought about what it would be like to be a woman in the field. You've never thought about oh, if my business goes from two people, me and someone I trust, to a hundred people that I need to be responsible for their behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, that's they you just don't think about it and then suddenly you have thousands and thousands of people following your lead like penny arcade does they have businesses they have economic flow they have all the other people in their basement starting businesses looking to them for an example and they're saying okay we put out some questionable content um too fucking bad deal with it right we don't Mm -hmm. care and so now, like, that gets more pervasive. And people think it's okay, like, that guy who did that joke series about going up and grabbing women around, like, their waist and trying to carry them away from, you know? Like, it was like a punch thing. Read about this? Yeah. They, I, it, I forget which con it was at, but it was one of the cons. They would, like, go up, and they would, they would be filming, and they would grab a woman and start, like, carrying her away. And they would, like, usually scream and then, like, freak out, right? And... Then they'd like like laugh about it, and the women the woman would get all nervous. But like that triggered somebody who had been sexually assaulted at a con before. When they went up, and also like that's not appropriate to do anyway, right? You can't just yeah. touch people like that's not okay. Right. Um, but also like that triggered someone, and then she like freaked out on them, and they're like, ah, you just can't take a joke. You just can't this and that. I blame those people for their behavior as well, but they get it from people like Penny Arcade. And I get it. They are cool. They've done tons of stuff for this and that. Fine. But they still, in this issue, are terrible leaders. And they are responsible for a lot of the terrible shit that's happening at the con. Yeah, and and I was actually discussing something in the cosplay scene, like, really similar to that uh, with, and when we were doing the, the podcast that was not to be, I don't think you were there. No, I wasn't there. Uh, but um, I was saying that there was an issue. Because there's never been a podcast without me, so it automatically tanked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking about this issue that uh, came up in the Cosmo community where uh, this guy, um, I don't know, he had a YouTube channel. Uh, I tried looking it for it that night, and I couldn't find it, so hopefully it's been taken off. But um, he, what he would do, would, he would go up to, he had a, he had a camera on his chest, hidden like in a coat or something, and he would go up to uh, girls in costume, especially ones that had sort of cleavage, and he would go up to them and hug them and basically uh, film all happening. And he did this throughout the whole con and put like a video montage of him hugging these girls and getting like direct boob in the camera shots, and uh, they clearly didn't know about it. Um, and he, I don't even know if he, I mean, who knows, but he didn't, I don't think he told them most of the time they would notice and some of them would sort of awkwardly laugh it off. But then there are definitely people who were clearly just 
taken aback and they just had a look on their face and I mean he it was seemed like it was all he got all of the footage and he put it all in and he didn't edit anything or anything and um and it kind of it a thing in the convention especially now uh for the more professional conventions but and a lot of the time a lot of people will be giving out like free hugs or really willing to give hugs because that's kind of a thing in the community and it's supposed to be like you're all there with a common interest and you're all there and it's supposed to be like friendly and everything and it's just it's just one of the cases where taking advantage of that feeling like you're supposed to be there like camaraderie but then he's there getting boob shots which is really borderline sexual harassment and so that that'll people be, thinking that'll it, be a con that alex lane never goes to because she don't hug nobody <laughs> Because, no, I absolutely don't. Do not fucking touch me. Uh, um, yeah, hugging is an anime con thing. <laughs> but, like, the, the, what, what made me think, too, when you were talking is people, um, like, like I've even heard, like, the PAX um, folks say, like, oh, you know, women have looked at this and laughed. So it's obviously fine. This person just didn't have a sense of humor. Right. And that line is used all the time, but you don't understand, like, like nervous laughter, not knowing how to respond, laughing, being really upset and laughing, like laughing to cover up whatever you're feeling. Like these are really difficult things. And just because you immediately like don't know how to respond and so like nervously laugh at something doesn't mean that you can't think about it and then realize how fucked up it was later. You know? Right. Um, yeah, and I'm sorry. I, I was just gonna say there's been a mil- there's been plenty of times like people in my life have died and like you know something like oh yeah, like kind of like the uh the new hyperbole in it the most recent hyperbole and a half where she like finds a piece of corn under her fridge after being depressed for six months and just starts laughing for no reason right like it's just like an expression of emotion when you don't know what else to do um so yeah. i don't think that you can possibly take that as oh they were okay with it and, and not only that you know uh, you know Trixie 360 from, you know, Microsoft, Mm -hmm. Krista Charter is now who she is now, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, She actually wrote this brave and wonderful post a while back on, you know, on how she had been sexually harassed during her time at Microsoft, right? Mm -hmm. And how she kind of laughed at the boob jokes and she laughed at what, you know, at the harassment and basically the assault. I mean, anytime somebody's grabbing your ass without your permission, that's assault. Um, and how she kind of laughed it off, but it was just that it was nervous laughter. You don't, if you don't know what to do, sometimes people laugh it off, right? It's like, I don't know how to respond to this. Giggle, giggle, giggle. That doesn't mean it's okay. It can be, you know, it can be a combination of things. It can be, it can be nervous laughter. Um, it can be, I don't know how to respond to this and not lose my job. Yeah, definitely that one. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Like, yeah. I don't want to say anything to get in trouble. You know, I mean, especially, I mean, you're talking about women, you know, what about women who have children to support or or families to support that even don't include children? It's like, what do you do? It's like, okay, so I'm going to laugh this off right now because I don't know how to deal with it and how it's going to be perceived if I just knock the shit out of this jerk for grabbing my ass. Right? Right. So you laugh it off. I mean, and, you know, and like I said, she, she did this wonderful and brave post. And, you know, 
and it was almost apologetic, you know, but I'm like, you have nothing to apologize for. I mean, people should be apologizing to you, right, for putting you in that situation in the first place and to come out even, you know, after the fact and to talk about this so that other women recognize, you know what, this happens to other folks too. And it's okay if you laugh that off in that one situation where you didn't know what else to do or you were too afraid to react for fear of losing your job, your income, and your ability to feed your family. Right? I mean, and that... Being in those situations can be scary. Like, for the reasons you were just talking about, and even for your, like, bodily safety, Right? Exactly. It's like, like, you don't want okay, to so do, I, do I, do I, do I, you know, this, 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 this jerk just assaulted me. Do I knock the hell out of him and risk getting the shit beat out of me? Or, you know, cause you don't know the situation I mean, by laughing and trying to walk away to somewhere safe. Right. Exactly. I mean, if somebody's nuts enough to infringe upon your personal space and your being to grasp you in a sexual way without your permission, who says that it stops there? Yeah. I'm not willing to bet my shit on it. Mm. I wouldn't bet a puppy on that. Yeah, I mean... So, I mean, these are all things that you have to consider, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, well, she laughed at the Joker. She laughed when I took pictures of her boobs. Or she laughed when I stuck my hand down her shirt. You know, she laughed because she was fearful. Yeah, and and yeah, maybe she laughed. Maybe 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 one woman was flirting back. Maybe they liked getting their boob, you know, like whatever. That's fine, but that's not an automatic sign that makes it okay, right? Right. Oh, tr- trust me, I'm totally and completely there with you. W- women will react in many different ways, and that doesn't make your behavior, particularly when it's against the law slash morally wrong slash whatever it doesn't make anything okay (sighs) maybe we'll never maybe we'll run out of things like this to talk about someday yeah it won't be an issue one day if i have my way if i have my way maybe (laughs) maybe but like that like the like the like you're saying it like the anime cons like Mm -hmm. giving all free hugs if that's like a thing you want to do like that's awesome if that's like part of the culture and people freely participate in it, that's great. But then there's going to be people who exploit it. Absolutely. Yeah. Sigh. Sigh. <laughs> On that note. I know. All right. Thanks, ladies. That was definitely an interesting conversation and one that will go on, unfortunately, more, I'm sure. I know. It's kind of a depressing. Can we end on, like, a happy note? Hmm. Um, sure. The best thing, the best thing that we can do is talk about it. That's the only thing we can do, right? That's the way we fight back against the dominant narrative. We talk about it over and over and over and over, and people like you listeners listen to the podcast and then talk about it with other people yeah i mean and I, that and way I, things change <laughs> it does but no i think it does like one person at a time because you know and and nicole was not here but posted earlier this week about how being on the podcast made her think more deeply 
about the situation of women in the games industry. And um, someone, another one of the readers posted a comment and said that the podcast had done the same thing for her, right? Made her think about what was going on in terms of women in games uh, more deeply that she had never kind of thought about before. So, yeah, I mean, so sometimes it may just be someone looking for a female voice, um, to talk about games, right? So a sense of community and then to, you know, say, Hey, you know what? That is an issue. We should think about this kind of thing. Right. And start those conversations that they otherwise wouldn't start. And so many times, like my, I have a, I have a group of people I play poker with. I I have a big group of people I play disc golf with and stuff like that. Most of them are men. And a lot of times I get emails or Facebook messages or, you know, pulled aside for a discussion where they ask the following question, why I don't like, I want to be on board, but why is X wrong? I feel it's wrong, but I don't know why. Like, can you explain it to me? So for example, okay. So one of them recently was the cosplay thing, right? Like, I don't get it. So women can be dressed in no clothes next to booths and it be good and bad. And I don't understand what is happening. (laughs) You know, Um, or, or, Okay, so you there's a woman in this game now, but you're not happy because she's wearing leather? Like, what? Explain this to me, right? Like, so, like, that conversation among a group of, of people, I think, is powerful. And if enough people bring those issues up or feel like they're good people to talk to or get to get information from, then that can continue on, too, to be a source of discussion. Absolutely. Yeah. So and then you hope that they actually listen and don't discuss. Well, certainly to my face, nobody has ever been like, nah, that's dumb. Yeah. I've never gotten that. Well, that's good. They yeah. would be, they would be, they would, that would be a problem for them. <laughs> so the thing is, is to talk about it and to keep talking about it and don't piss Alex Lane off. <laughs> It's so, it's so funny, because what am I going to do? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Laid back. <laughs> Alex Rage. <laughs> pumpkin. Evil flower pumpkin. pumpkin. <laughs> Angry flower jail. <laughs> pumpkin mode. <laughs> I, I get a little sassy if the podcast goes too late, for people who don't understand. And I Sam jokes that I turn into a pumpkin. So. <laughs> it's not too late now, though. I'm quite happy. I was going to say, it's not even 11 o'clock yet. No, you, we're, we're doing great. We're doing great. All right. So let's uh, do some quick uh, deals for broke-ass gamers. Um, Alex Lane, I'm going to let you do these, too. Dang it. It's like the Alex Lane episode. I was just <laughs> trying to help. That's the only reason I put them up, because everybody was running late, and I was sitting here just drinking scotch. So, um, Okay, Steam's got, Steam's got a million things on sale right now. Um, I put a few things up here, 75% off Lord of the Rings, War in the North, and 75% off Gary's Mod, because they're the midweek um, specials, so they're going to be running out tomorrow or today for you listening to this. Um, there's a ton of others that are 60 to 75% off. Um, I don't know what's going on over there, because I found that after the Steam Summer Sale, like they get super stingy with their um, oh, yeah. discounts, but it's not happening right now. Like Things have continued to be on discounts, and like it's always after the Steam Summer Sale, I always put a... a uh, break on my spending. Like I will not buy more games on steam 
until I play at least a third of the ones I bought or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard because everything's so cheap. Like even Amnesia, um, uh, the new Amnesia game that's coming out, which I beat Sarah to for our Power Hour reviews, um, mm. yeah, uh, is like twenty five percent off or something. Yeah, it's like twenty percent. Twenty percent off. Yeah. I checked. Like what is that? What? 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 Why? I don't get it. But whatever. That's great. <laughs> Um, spontaneous sales. I know spontaneous sales for sure. Okay. Well, the ga- video game industry. I don't. I was looking for some stats today, and in the uh, in 2012, it, it decreased by like 22 percent. Um, my my assessment of it is because they're counting console sales in there, and they yep. didn't have new consoles, and everyone's waiting for the new consoles to come out. So I, I think it was stuff, a false. Yeah. It was a false indicator, but still, I don't know what's going on. Anyway. Amazon, um, Walking Dead, the pack, the whole lot pack, is only six bucks right now, six twenty-four or something like that, um, which is a really good deal. Um, Bioshock Dual Pack, both bio, uh, Bioshock One and Two for five bucks, it's a good deal. They have a bunch of other ones. If you just Amazon search video game deals, they'll come up. Um, and these target. are, I'm sure, the the downloads, right? That's for the game code. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Um, you know, Target's got a couple of things going on, but not not a terrible time to be buying games unless you're holding out, waiting for consoles. But Wait. then they then they have those those all the they've announced all those deals now that if you buy like a, the new games for the 360, that you'll be able to take them back to the store and trade them in for the um the next gen version for ten bucks. Really? Uh huh. Well, that's a good deal. It is if you want to, you know, play on both on both systems. Yeah, mm. that's, cool. that's nice. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right, so um, I guess that brings us to a close for episode sixty-two. Um, remember, uh, it, take a couple minutes if you if you got them and go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. Um, we are also now available on Stitcher and listed under Women Hosted Podcasts as well as under Gaming Podcasts. Snap. Yeah. See? Because we're women hosted. <laughs> um, <laughs> so make sure you leave us a review on iTunes because, you know, the more reviews we get, the the more we bump up the list uh, in terms of folks seeing us and hearing us um, and coming across us early and often. So share our awesomeness with the world. Um, stop by the blog at uh, nymgamer.com. Uh, so we've got new we've got new uh, blog posts going up every day, uh, and every week we've got a power hour review where we talk about um, an hour of gameplay on some great new game, both triple A and indie titles. See what we think about them, um, and to tell us how wrong or how right we are. Uh, and as always if you want to take part in the conversation send us a question send us a comment or just tell us how wonderful we are you can email us at nymgamer at gmail.com or you can follow us at twitter at nymgamer Um, and as I said before the blog is at nymgamer.com and you can always 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 like us on facebook uh, now your mama's gamer. I think that's about every way that you can actually contact us. Send us video mail, voicemail, email, you name it. You can text us if you have our numbers. Yeah. And Alex's <laughs> phone number is just kidding. Snap. Uh, so 
feel free to contact us and you know if you're ever playing games and want to uh and want to play with us we also if you go to the um if you go to our website and look at the about page, you can see all of our various and sundry usernames. Now, make sure oh, yeah. you send us friend requests that you tell us who you are. Because <laughs> I have friended some folks from, you know, who listen um, and played with some folks who listen. But if you, if I, but I get weird friend requests too. <laughs> you just say like, I listen to NYMG or something. Yeah. Anything, yeah. just let us know who you are. We're, we're, we're definitely friendly like that. Okay, right. I'm, I'm a psycho killer. Like that, if I'm you write not. that exact line, we'll know. I'm a psycho killer. Yeah. yeah Alex Lane is friendly like that. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, folks. So until next time, stay cool, stay well. And as always, game on. Game on. But it's not enough